Hey guys, welcome back to Just Talking Around. Today, I'm once again joined by Anthony Souza. This is a new segment uh, we're doing called Monday Movie Night. And basically every Monday, we're gonna talk about a new movie. Um, so at the end of this episode, we'll announce what, uh, what movie we'll be doing next Monday. And uh, hopefully this is something we could just do every week and uh, have a lot of fun. So Anthony told me about this movie he's been watching recently called uh, The Social Network. And he had watched it a number of times yeah and um so i was like what what better one to start with uh than that so uh without further ado let's discuss yeah i've heard about uh the <laughs> <laughs> dude i was dude i was literally thinking like man i should have like jesse eisenberg or something behind <laughs> me but i had no clue how to like get that together that's mad funny <laughs> i love that um no, yeah i've heard about this movie uh, for years, actually, and I never really wanted to watch it because people said it was about Facebook. But once I watched it, I realized that it really wasn't about Facebook. Like, right. It has the element of like Facebook in it, but it's mostly like about like friendship and like loyalty mm -hmm. and like, the acts of like revenge and like how success just kind of like takes over and stuff. Absolutely. So like yeah. once I watched it for the first time, like last week. Like I rewatched it again today to just like refresh. Mm -hmm. It was like my third or fourth time just watch. I just can't stop watching it. Like it's so it's, good. It's too good. Um. So for everyone who's never seen it or needs a little refresher, the Social Network was released in 2010. Uh, it was directed by David Fincher, and the screenplay was written by Aaron Sorkin. And um, it stars Jesse Eisenberg, um, Andrew Garfield. Uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, yeah so it's a it's got army a star too. army hammer too so it's got a great cast um, great writer and great director so it's a, a recipe for greatness yeah even though it won an Oscar for best screenplay or best original screenplay I think because it was based off a book um, it was like something for billionaires I'm not sure what the book was but it also got uh, Jesse Eisenberg got nominated for best actor but he didn't win Yep. So um, we both took some notes. And um, why don't we just start off with um, that opening scene? What, do, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on that opening scene? It kind of sets the tone for the whole movie. Right. It gives us uh, kind of an example or like kind of shows us how the dialogue is going to be the whole movie. Like even before we see where they are or anything, like it shows uh, Columbia Pictures, I think. Mm -hmm. You start hearing their conversation and you're like, oh, like, what am I missing? Right. You start paying attention. And like, uh, they're in like a crowded bar and it's really loud and stuff. And Jesse Eisenberg and Erica are speaking really fast to each other. And you're just like trying to like keep up with what they're saying. And it kind of like drags you into it more than most dialogues in films. Like it's really, it's really interesting. Absolutely. And um, one of the things that, that they bring up is... Um, He's, he's like discussing like the, um, the final club he's trying to join with yeah. like all the different ones. And um, part of what he talks about is um, like the exclusivity of it. And mm -hmm. then um, that's one of the themes throughout the entire movie is exclusivity. Yeah. Who's yeah. allowed in what places. Um, like, but that's part of what basically Facebook becomes is like you need to um, allow someone to be your friend on Facebook. And it's all about that exclusivity, him going up yep. in the ranks of like um, with, with money and uh, the type of people he's hanging around with. 
that's a major factor and you see that right from the beginning yeah one of the and things it, i have in uh in the, in the notes is that um the script is like so tight like there's everything has meaning in it it's like what um like every single line is is like should be there for mm -hmm. for, for the story to make sense yeah it's perfect there's no fluff basically it, it's crazy how um one of the first things he says is how like more people in china have a, a like genius iqs than anywhere else in the world and then he starts talking about how like how do you how can you distinguish yourself in a group right. of people that all got 1600s on their SATs. And then she goes, wait, people in China take the SATs? And he's like, no, I'm talking about me. Like his brain just moves in a way that like you can't really keep up with. And with Erica, like we're basically Erica in this like scene. Like we're trying to like keep up with him. And I thought that was really cool. Right. And he starts talking about how like he could either join finals club or be in a show choir or like row. Mm -hmm. then erica picks out how like she likes guys that can row and he goes back and says that yeah i did get 1600 on my sats just so like so yeah, like, like, i'm kind of cool like yeah yeah, yeah yeah and he yeah. gets offended too when she asks uh which finals club is the easiest to get into and i thought that was interesting because once he starts getting mad at her and like she isn't really like keeping up with his uh conversation she starts he starts calling her like delusional and like all this stuff and it kind of pisses her off right and um one of the things that happens is um we don't know how long he's been seeing this girl but it seems like it's not mm -hmm. their first time they've hung out before um no, yeah he it seems like they were a boyfriend girlfriend or something to that extent and um they end up breaking up during this because he's just she, she calls him and he is an asshole during this yeah. whole conversation i mean really yeah. and um so he he basically goes back to his dorm and just starts writing like i think he calls it facebook at the time or the, the facebook at the time but it's not face really match. yeah 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 he, face mat he writes he writes on his blog yeah this all about, blog. he talk, yeah. talks trash about erica and how she has a what is it she says she has a b cup but it's like no she just has a c cup but it's more like a b cup yeah and all this stuff like he just trashes her and and then he starts um making the software for where people can just rank girls. Mm -hmm. And one Because he saw someone posted on his blog talking about how if we could rank girls uh, and see if they're prettier than farm animals. And he thought that yes. idea was cool, but he just did it with girls. And did you girls. notice when they were talking, when, 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 as they were saying this, they were showing like footage of like what was going on on the campus at the time, calling yeah. the, when they were saying, oh, comparing them to like, farm animals and in your head like oh my god they're they're like objectifying women and then it shows the clips yeah. of them getting lined up going into clubs taking off their mm -hmm. clothes and you're like oh my god like they're doing it like it's showing exactly like, the duality at the same time i thought that yeah. was yeah I, I had that written down too it was it was perfect because you, you start thinking like you already think that he's an asshole and then he right. starts doing this and you're like oh fuck like this guy's just a complete asshole but then you start seeing that girls start object objectifying themselves just because it's like a phoenix club like mm -hmm. the exclusivity of that club is like insane and like you literally wait outside with like no jackets or anything like in skirts waiting mm -hmm. to see if they can even get into the club and when they do all they do is take off their clothes just so guys can notice them and shit like right. it's it's crazy um so then we get introduced to andrew garfield's character yeah eduardo Saverin. and he's trying to join um one of these one of these clubs 
and the that's Phoenix just Club. another whole um another whole um side of the exclusivity thing too where i don't know if mark's jealous that he can't get in but because he, he's trying to play it off like he doesn't really care but um mm-hmm. it's just something it's, yeah it's interesting that when we first see it uh they call him wardo in the movie when we first yep. see wardo in the movie he comes uh at the expense of seeing like how um he's he wrote about eric on his blog and how they broke up and stuff so he comes to mark as a friend like oh like right do you need help? And he's like, yeah, I do need help. Like I need that algorithm. And I noticed how every conversation that they've had in that movie is Mark needing something from, uh, Wardo. Wardo. It's never, it's never really like a, a friendship. It's more like Mark is kind of using him and Wardo sees it as a friendship. And then that is basically the same relationship, but reversed of when he meets, um, Justin Timberlake, Sean Parker, Justin Timberlake's character. Yeah. Who, um, who was the founder of Napster at the time. And I, I love how we're introduced to his character when he's in the dorm room. With yeah, at Stanford. <laughs> yep. Because uh, yeah. just before that, they say, oh, we need, we need, we, we need, to, um, we, we need to move Facebook to uh, Stanford. And they're like, why Stanford? Next scene. Justin Sean Timberlake's Parker. waking up. Sean <laughs> Parker's waking up in Stanford. Yeah, no, that was good. I was wondering when he was going to get into the movie because that was already like halfway in. Yeah, we're like an hour in. I'm like, yeah. Justin Timberlake was in this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love how the story. Um, actually, let me get back to this point on his blog when he talks about uh, Erica and stuff and it shows how mean and like an asshole he can be. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows what he can what doesn't really show the limit he'll go to when someone wrongs him, but where he can go to when someone, where he thinks that someone wrongs him. And it kind of shows like, uh, we think that his actions later in the movie when he kind of wrongs Wardo, mm-hmm. we think that it's kind of like out of left field, but we literally saw with the smallest things that uh, Mark thinks that is wrong in his eyes can mm-hmm. really like push him to the limit and shows how like, what Wardo did, which was basically nothing compared to what Mark was doing the whole movie to him, kind of pushed him over the edge to like take him out of the company and stuff. But that's far into the future. <laughs> um, I like how the story from the, the first like 20 minutes is just all like flashback. We don't really know it's a flashback until right. we get cut into like the, the lawsuits. And right. the first lawsuit we, we see is like Wardo. And yeah. they're just like talking about everything from start to the end. So we always get cuts of like those conversations when they're in the future. Right. And uh, they did a great job of um, going back and forth without making it too confusing. Like you yeah. can follow it right along. Um, and yeah, so I thought the timing of that was like perfect, like where they chose to go forward and then like back to like the days at Harvard. I thought that was, that was mm-hmm. a really good job of that. Um, one of the things I had uh, in my notes was, um, you find yourself like empathizing with almost every character. Like you feel for them all, but you don't really like, I don't know if you really have like a true like protagonist really, because you see like the dark side and good side of like everyone in it. So there's not mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like it, I, you see both sides of every character yeah. rather than like, cause it, part of you wants Mark to succeed and you know he will. And then the other part is like, but he is kind of an asshole to everyone. Yeah. And it's like with Wardo, all he wants to do is 
start creating money for the business and everything. That's why he wants to add ads and stuff, which like, it seemed like a smart idea, but uh, with Mark just saying like, if we end the party at 11 by adding ads and stuff, like yeah. it'll make people not want to be on the yeah. website, which is- People want to be idea. on Facebook. He said, people want to be on Facebook because it's cool. People want to be at the party because it's cool. If you're in the party at 11, it's not cool anymore. As soon as yeah. you have pop-up ads for Mountain Dew or whatever, on on Facebook, you're not gonna want to be on it anymore. Then people will will just go find another place. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was cool that um with like Wardo and stuff. I I feel like he's, you said how they're all we all see the good and bad in them, but I feel like Wardo to me is the most likable character. Yeah, like, I think so too. He doesn't really do a lot for you to hate him. I don't think he does anything for you to really hate him. I think the only really bad thing he does is when he takes his like account away from right. mark and facebook yeah. because that confrontation that he had when it's kind of like a backstabbing also. moment yeah um also his girlfriend played by brenda song is a psychopath she was psycho dude <laughs> that came out of nowhere oh my god all of a sudden he's in new york hey babe i got you a gift it's a scarf have you ever seen me wear a scarf <laughs> Oh, like, no, no, no. She's, first. Yeah, and then he, he, she lights it on fire, and then she goes, "Have you seen my forty-seven text messages?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah I no, thought that was, that was totally normal." Stop mocking me. <laughs> yeah, she was crazy. Yeah, I've never seen her like that. I mean, I've only seen her in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, for real. Uh-oh. I didn't even know she was in it until I saw her. Yeah, um, me neither. That's Brenda Song. But um, I have a question actually. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Mark decided? back when he first involved Eduardo uh, to his Facebook idea that he was going to betray him because of the whole Phoenix club. I think he only saw him as a tool rather than like as a part of the team. Like he knew that he had money and he knew that he could use him, but he never really like truly like invited him in. And it, I don't know, like one of the things Eduardo brings up, I don't know if it was actually what Mark was thinking but he was like, it bothers you that I'm listed as a co-founder. Like when there's news going around, like you're almost ashamed that I'm a co-founder. Like, yeah. and I really am. So then he goes like, um, when, when his percentage of the company goes down, he's like, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to ask for my 30% back. I'm going to ask for everything. So you better lawyer up. I thought that was a great line. Lawyer up asshole. That's yeah. like, I, I want that as a poster. Like that's one of my favorite lines. In the movie. <laughs> lawyer up asshole. That was a good one. That's actually one of my favorite scenes. And I have a lot about that scene later on, but. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the next point you want to hit? Uh, that was actually another point where he just uses him. He asked mm-hmm. for more money and like stuff like that. And there's actually another part where Wardo gets the second invitation to the Phoenix club, like that second note. And he goes to Mark's apartment and you see how when he first comes in, Mark immediately starts asking for more money. Like we need another 200 for this and this and this. And Martel's like, yeah, man, like just do it. And he's like, oh, I already did. And then he's just kind of doing his own thing. Like not even really pay attention to Wardo. And it's so interesting because Wardo's looking at him. Like he admires Mark. Mm-hmm. Like he's just looking at him. Like this, 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 he's a genius. Like this guy is really something, but Mark doesn't even like take a second look at Wardo. Like it, Right. I, just, I never noticed that until this, <laughs> this watch, this, uh, so yeah. So Mark is kind of like starstruck. I, I mean, yeah, Mark is kind of starstruck by, um, Sean Parker's character. Yeah. 
and we see, we don't really see um like he seems like the smoothest guy ever all the yeah. way up until the party scene yeah when he finally faces some sort of adversity mm-hmm. he, he just crumbles like when he's caught at that party with the with the drugs on him yeah he's done for at that point you pretty much lose um all like confidence in him yeah at that point and it's it, it shows everything that Wardo was worried about him from the start right. like everything that he thought of sean parker that um at the end of the day he was just a phony and he's just a really good talker mm-hmm. and all this stuff and it he they caught him bad they caught him with underage not mm-hmm. underage but under 21 uh mm-hmm. adults with uh cocaine and like and the it, fact that was, he was with an intern and stuff too like yeah and he knew that like as soon as he called mark like mark knew it was gonna blow up the next day yep and, just, uh, and mark, from that point you see mark kind of like change his perspective on on sean a lot because sean goes hey i'll, I'll fix this when he's in jail I'll, I'll fix this i swear and mark goes no i'll fix this and then he like hangs up on him yeah and that's like the, the shift of power like everything that Mark thought he could trust him with. He re- he realizes like nah, you see the immediate regret mm-hmm. like in his face. You want to talk about um the twins and you think that if they had a fair point, like okay, they first like, of all, Army Army Hammer did a great job of playing two different characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so, when I first saw that I was mad confused. I was like, wait, what the fuck? But I thought it was mad cool. Um. Yeah, he played. He pulled a little Lindsay Lohan on us. Parent Trap. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yeah, I think they kind of did have a point because Mark did like he he kind of heard their idea, and then like just made it his own. Like he didn't mm-hmm. take everything that they were thinking because they yeah. wanted like, oh, we only want the Harvard. We only want it to be for Harvard. Pretty much is what they they were saying. Yeah. We only want Harvard DDU. Uh, emails because of like the prestige of that and mark even from like the beginning was like i just want everyone to enjoy this for free like i don't even want like money yeah care about it at all um and kind of like every single like innovative idea isn't like completely out of random like it's always like something that you see that you want to improve on so i totally Yeah. yeah like i i think if i were the twins I kind of would just take the L and just like not really press charges, but I do see I'd be why tight. they would. Yeah. Because they, they thought that Mark was on their team and then he like betrayed them. Like he betrayed them like every single time for like 16 emails. He canceled every meeting wouldn't yeah. do anything for them. It was like 42 so, days in a row. Yeah. And um, when they first met and stuff, I feel like Mark took offense to what they were saying and they were like, Oh, like we need a, uh, a programmer like you on our team like we saw your face mash and all that stuff like we thought it was really cool like you got twenty two thousand hits in over in one night like yeah that's and then crazy. they say we want you to redeem yourself here yeah we want and you i think to... that's when mark's head was like oh i don't need to redeem myself i can do my own thing <laughs> like, literally yeah. yeah yeah like i don't need to redeem myself i did nothing wrong <laughs> yeah no that i love his shrugs too like when they're like oh when uh he said he created like a some mp3 app or something in the summer and like mm-hmm. microsoft wanted to buy it and he's like oh I, I didn't sell it for anything like i just put it out there for free and they're like why and he's just like, like mm. he does that like two or three times and, and then he later every on when, he's, like, when he's in the courtroom and then he goes oops and the <laughs> <drug."> <laughs> <laughs> that dude that oops scene 
<laughs> that oops scene is so is so good because I laughed um, out loud at that part. <laughs> he was like, because it was the it was the whole chicken thing, where <laughs> like the animal cruelty. Oh, that story then, was hilarious. Yeah, I watched one of those Watch Mojo videos after to like it was like what's real and what wasn't. And oh yeah, they said that that animal cruelty thing wasn't actually like true, like it wasn't mm-hmm. part of the real story. But um, there was like some other like similar story with another student at Harvard at that time. So they just like kind of incorporated that in there because they thought mm-hmm. it would be like a good thing, another good uh, part for the movie. But that actually wasn't part of like Facebook story. But yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> no, that was mad funny. But yeah, he blows off the twins for 42 days and then just drops Facebook. That scene where Divya is like watching that choir and he sees his girlfriend like log on to Facebook <laughs> and he just kind of like gets her computer and brings it back to her and then runs and trips on the, <laughs> the chairs and everything. The whole like, choir stops singing. <laughs> yeah, like he made a huge scene. Goes in, the, the, the twins are like pr- rowing practice together. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I like that scene minutes. the Mark Zuckerberg yeah, just stole our website. <laughs> Shit. That that literally that from that scene on, after when they called like uh their what did they oh they called like their dad or whatever because yeah, their dad their like lawyer lawyers there. and stuff. Yeah. Um when they oh I had something written down. There was one quote from like when they were talking to his dad. I think it was Mark saying in the newspaper how like, oh, I made Facebook to rehabilitate my image after like face mash. And then the twins are like, that's a big finger to us. Like, (laughs) fuck you guys for saying that shit. For real. Yeah, that was great. But um, I like that part in the, from that scene on, it goes back to like a little courtroom where it's like the twins lot suit. Mm-hmm. and they're just like complaining and everything and mark's just like going off on them saying like is there is any of your code on facebook like do you see any of your code like if you guys were the inventors of facebook you guys would have invented facebook yeah and then he just that was a great up. line yeah and they're just like I, he's just like i can't wait to look over your shoulder and see you write us a check and he's like yeah i bet <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> he's like, yeah i know <laughs> uh yeah, they had like no comeback for that. <laughs> no, they really didn't. Like, if you would have, if, if you actually were the founder of Facebook, you would have founded Facebook. Um. Yeah. So I think my perspective was similar to when, when. Remember when they were like, "Oh, we can get them because if we go to Harvard, if we go to the, the people there, we can just say that they violated the rule book." And they go yeah. in there and they're like, "Who stole our idea?" And the guy's kind of like, "What are you doing to me?" Like, like do you want some kind of special treatment because your dad's rich? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Like everyone invents stuff, like just invent something else. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's in the handbook. Like they stole, he stole from us. And he's like, yeah, like we were running after Mark. He's like, you were running after him. And they're like, we just saw him in the court. And like, we we're just walking towards him. And he just ran away from us. And he's like, oh, okay. Like whatever. But, um, When Mark talks about Facebook in the Crimson newspaper, oh wait, I just said that. Never mind. <laughs> um, oh, do you remember that scene? I, I, when I first watched the movie, 
I was wondering who Divya was talking about, but they were in the courtroom and they were talking about how Mark was kind of like blowing up on campus, how everyone was talking about him. And he was more famous than like 19 Nobel Prize winners. And like, he was just naming a bunch of people that were like really famous and even a movie star. And I was like, I wonder who that movie star is that he's talking about from Harvard. Turns out it's Natalie Portman. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Cause she went to Harvard and graduated in 2003. And, uh, she had a, it, like the, the movie starts in like 2005, but she was still dating someone that was uh, part of the, what club was he part of? It was the same club, oh, the Porcelian, the same club that the Winklevoss twins were in. Oh, okay. So she had stories about everything that was going on with Facebook. And when she heard about this movie, she called up Aaron Sorkin and was like, oh, come to, come have dinner at my house and I'll tell you some stories about Harvard and Facebook. Wow. And he was like, oh, say less. Like, That's crazy. I'm, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was so curious. I was like, who is the movie star? Because why would they do that wink? Yeah, they, they, they mentioned it and then they never went back to it. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Because hmm. then, cause then uh, the, the, like, the lawyer was like, who's the movie star? And Divi was like, does it matter? But it's, it's fucking <laughs> Natalie Portman. Like, That's crazy. <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah, conflict builds up a lot when between Eduardo and Mark when Eduardo wants to put ads on the site mm-hmm. and he finds out about the cease and desist letter and they start fighting about like why he never told them about the Winklevoss twins and all this stuff and like that's when it first starts but their first big confrontation is when uh after Mark goes to Palo Alto like Silicon Valley and when Eduardo goes there for the first time Mark just forgets that he was supposed to pick him up at the airport so he comes in soaking wet yeah he's waiting out in the rain and there's like underage girls like uh taking hits out of the bong and stuff and when mark sees him he's like oh like what's good and just completely forgets that he had to go pick him up and stuff and he just sees like how infatuated mark is with like everything going on the fact that sean's there like everyone yeah it's probably just like so heartbreaking for him yeah. yeah you feel for him in that moment for sure and it's like even the little things in their conversation when he brings uh like Mark aside and Mark goes, Oh, like, how's your internship? And he's like, Mark, like, what planet are you on? Like I, I dropped that internship the first day. Like I've been going around to trying to find like people to fund our like business. Right. And then he's like, Oh, Sean's doing that for us. He's like, why is he doing that? Like he just starts getting really mad that he's kind of giving everything to Sean, even though Wardle's the one that first funded it. And it's foreshadowing for when, um, like, they say, uh, how much, how much, uh, how much of your thirty percent? Well, like, what was your thirty percent of the company cut to? And he goes, point zero three percent. Yeah, because of the new shareholder shareholders. Whoa. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie when he shows up. He's in a suit and everything. Gets an email from Mark saying like he has to come down to the office for the party and everything. And he's when he first gets there and he sees more contracts. Like he he even said before like he didn't know he was going there to sign his debt certificate. And I thought that was an interesting like I thought it was a cool line. And like when he sees Mark through the glass and starts like walking towards him, and Sean's like he's wired in right now. He's like, he's like what? He's like he's wired in. Oh, is he? And he just smashes the computer. Yes. He's like, you're still wired in. <laughs> and that was a good uh, callback to when um, Sean first comes over. He goes, oh, he's wired in right now. And he goes, 
I love that. I he's love like, that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, then he goes, you... Oh, he's wired in right now. Oh, really? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was good. I love that scene because he when when they're talking about how um he's saying like, Oh, I'm basically not a part of Facebook mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. And then Sean's like, You're not a part of Facebook. And then he's like, We didn't like why do you think you're just walking around? And like a suit thinking that you're like the head of Facebook. And he's like, sorry, my Prada's at the cleaners. Like <laughs> along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip flops. Like that was mad funny. I'm CEO, bitch. <laughs> Dude, that card. Yeah. Oh, uh, so goes, oh what's that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just two boxes of cards. Uh There's actually a Fight Club reference in this movie, too. Really? Yeah, because David Fincher directed Fight Club. There's mm-hmm. a moment where uh, Mark is, like, on Facebook. Uh, I think it's – I'm not sure which scene it is, but they're discussing – it might have been after one of the courtroom things. He's just on the site, and it's, like, a wall, and it just shows, like, all these people doing stuff. It says Tyler Durden, and then whatever he's doing right now, and Tyler Durden's, like – Brad Pitt's character. In wow, Fight that's Club. sick. That's yeah. sick. I, I was watching a video and it mentioned that and I thought it was really cool. Wow, I, I didn't catch on that. Nah, I would not have caught that. <laughs> I didn't catch that at all. Well, um, what, what do they call it? Easter egg? Yeah, there's all... Yeah. Aaron Sorkin's in the movie too. Really? When um, Wardo and uh, Mark go to like this ad company and Wardo was saying like in the, the courtroom, he was just saying like, I wish Mark was asleep because it would have been better than what he was doing. And Mark right. was just sitting there, like, clucking his tongue, not even, oh, yeah, like, paying yeah, attention yeah. to everything. That guy that we're talking to is Aaron Sorkin. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just, like, those little things are really yeah. cool. Especially where, like, you don't have, like, when you hear that name, you don't have a face for him. So when you see mm-hmm. him in the movie, you don't, yeah. Like, you I don't even never recognize him. him. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. But, um, I love that little scene right before they moved to like Palo Alto and stuff mm-hmm. like the welcome to Facebook scene where all the hackers are just like, Oh yeah. Hack drunk and they're taking shots every three minutes. And then Marlo goes like, what is this for? Like they don't even have to do this. And he's like, and I just wanted to get the best hackers. I don't know. And then <laughs> everyone, they're like, Oh, like we got it. And then Mark's just looking around. He's like, welcome to Facebook. And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, what do you think of uh, the the closing scene? Do you want to jump that far, or do you want to? Do you want to? Do you have a few uh, another point you want to hit or two? Um, I do have a lot. I have actually one more point. Okay. It kind of goes back to the the first scene, how like the ambience of that bar was really loud and stuff. Yeah. As soon like, as it started, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to put the subtitles on for this." <laughs> yeah, and it's the same thing with the club scene with Sean and um, like Mark. You, the mm-hmm. club is just going crazy and like you're just trying to figure out what they're saying and stuff it's just like scenes like that or scenes where mark is talking really fast just kind of it makes like uh sorkin's like screenplay just shine because mm-hmm. like he's pulling you in without making anything crazy all he's doing is adding like a bunch of noises and making them talk a little faster it's like overlapping dialogue right and it's just kind of like why that screenplay shines it's probably why it won the oscar too it's great but, screenplay. But yeah, no, that last scene, 
he's just sending he's talking to the lawyer's intern or something like that the girl from the office or parks and rec too Mm -hmm. uh and she yeah rashida jones and she tells him well the first thing he says is like i'm not a bad guy and then she's she just talks about everything and how she he should settle for or they're going to settle like they're not going to bring you all the way and stuff yeah i like i like when she says um in the grand scheme of things this is a speeding ticket yeah because yeah. he's just gonna it's not the end of the world like you have so much money it's like and you're gonna keep making money for right. years to come yeah and so i like when nothing. she says just get it over with yeah yeah it's like just a waste of time to keep going back and forth right but i like when she says you're not an asshole mark you're just trying so hard to be one and mm-hmm. when you look back at everything in the movie that he's done he really had no reason to do it he just kind of right. did it so he can be different or like not try and be himself like the little dork or whatever that he is. Right. Because at the end of the day, he's kind of fragile because there's one scene that I feel like is a little overlooked right before he meets the Winklevoss twins. And it's when the girl passes notes to him and it just says, you dick. And you can see it in his face. He's just like, it looks like he's like about to cry or something. He's just like, he just leaves the, the classroom or whatever. Right. Like, it's just like, you never really see moments like that throughout any other time in the movie where he feels like he was beat right all she said was you dick well in the opening scene when the girl breaks up with him and she's about to leave erica you see him like wait are you being serious right now and he's like like, yes and he's like well i was just joking like he almost like oh shit like i didn't realize i (laughs) was like relax (laughs) and then um that was like one of one of the other moments where we first see like his vulnerable side because he all the other times he almost tries to seem like he's robotic. Like even like the way he talks, his cadence is like mm-hmm. pretty robotic. Like he yeah. has like very like, like he doesn't really pick up on social cues really. And um, like, he's always like, just like trying to act like he's the smartest one in the room. But mm-hmm. like we see those moments of like vulnerability in him. I think there's only three. It starts with that, with that part where you see his insecurity where like in the beginning, like how he said, like he brings up his, oh yeah, I actually did get nothing wrong in the SATs, by the way. As soon as mm. she like brings up like, oh, I kind of like the guys that, that row crew. And then that's yeah. when he brings it up. Um, the girl calls him a dick. He, you, you see it there. And then uh, this is the point I was going to make about the last scene. In the last scene when he's just sitting there and he requests it, her again, that's where you see him like come back to like being a human. Where it's, he's like, It's literally one of the most normal things you see Mark do throughout the whole movie. Right. Because it's when he just dumbs it down and he want, he goes back to being vulnerable. And he just, he just, he just, he just not wants this girl's him. acceptance again. Yeah, like that's all he wants. And it's him just trying to find a way to be happy. And it's like this whole movie is like a redemption arc, like a tragic hero type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where like you see right in the beginning just him rising to power. Like throughout the whole movie, like it's like kind of the downfall between all of his friendships and all his relationships and everything. And we don't see him redeem himself, but we see that he's at least in the very last scene that he's trying to mm-hmm. when he sends that friend request. And he's just refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. Like, I thought that was really cool. It's such a, like a relatable moment too. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like one of the only moments where, you're, where you can be like, oh yeah, I've been there before. Or like something like that along those lines where you're like, oh, even the creator like, of Facebook yeah. waits for friend requests. <laughs> You but can yeah. see him be- become a player in the game. Yeah. 
But uh, Mark Zuckerberg actually said that, I don't know where, what article I read this from, but he said that 85% of the movie is accurate. And like the things that weren't accurate were like, he had a girlfriend through all of Harvard, like Erica never existed, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I'm not really, I never watched that. Uh, what was that video you said? Like it was like a, it was that, like a watch mojo. It was like 10 things that they got right and 10 things that they got wrong or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I and, passed um, by cause I don't really like watch mojo. Like yeah. how they present things. No, but, me either. But um, it was one of the, one of the first ones that came up and I was like, okay, I should probably watch a little bit of this before I, before I talk about it for an hour or so. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I know Andrew Garfield kills it, bro. Yeah, he was so good. This is for like a uh, supporting actor that year. I haven't watched any. I don't know if I watched any of the other movies that were nominated, but there that just just that one scene where he just freaks out on him, like mm-hmm. it was so good. And yeah, like the, just I, in the courtroom and stuff, where he's saying like, "I was your only friend. Like yeah. you had one friend." And you see it in Mark's eyes, he's kind of like. Fuck, yeah. like yeah like you you really were my only friend now that i think about it because everyone else was just kind of using me mm-hmm. or i was using them and i was just using you and yeah. like, you were the only one that really cared about me yeah um i was watching the the jeremy johns one after um and he was like oh i don't think i watched his review he, he it. was it was super short i think it was only like three minutes long and he was like and apparently, this is going to be the next Spider-Man. <laughs> and that's how it ended it. <laughs> yeah, because I was like right before the first yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Which uh, did not pan out how people expected. <laughs> no, yeah. Dude, Amazing Spider-Man 2 had huge potential. Yeah, it did. This shit? Is that a too many <laughs> we villains? We kind of blew it. Um, although, if we're going to switch gears here... Um, the the rumor that they bring back everyone into the next Spider Verse, all the past Spider Mans, and that oh would be such a sick God. idea, bro. <laughs> the the Doctor Strange, uh, the Multiverse of Madness, like that's what that's when they think that there's just this theory that's going around that Sam Raimi, because he's the director of the Doctor Strange movie, is just gonna open a portal to bring up because uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man, the Spider Verse. Yeah, because yeah, Spider Verse just got it was like amazing, like everyone loved it. So if they bring back like a live action like Spider Verse type of deal, mm-hmm. like, it would be crazy to tie in all the Spider Man reboots that we ever got. And it would make sense why. And we have Spider-Man. Miles in it. Yes. Oh my and God. in Spider Man Homecoming, the first one, the with uh, Tom Holland, mm. we have um, the the uncle character is played by Donald Glover and he's also in Yes, that. I remember that. And he I goes and he video. mentioned his his nephew Miles in yeah. in the one with with Tom Holland in it. And I was like, yeah. oh, his- like I remember I watched I went back and watched it after I watched Spider-Verse and I was like, whoa, like they have so much potential to do something here. I know. It, it was in that scene where his uh hand was just on the car, right? Yeah. And he just had the webs on the car. He was just stuck there. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. I gotta get home to my nephew Miles or something like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Doing this for my nephew Miles, and I was like, oh, like this has this this could be really special if they could do this. They could no, pull yeah. this off. Damn, yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Although they they said this is the first year a Marvel movie won't come out because they delayed Black Widow, mm-hmm. and in like, 
I think they said like since 2009 or 10 or something like that, like after like the first Iron Man or something, they like waited a year to make Iron Man 2. Um, so like the, because of the like the virus and stuff, like this is the, the first time that we're, we're not going to have a Marvel movie in the calendar. Yeah, a lot of movies are getting delayed. I was really looking forward to A Quiet Place 2. Mm-hmm. Like that was, was going to come out in like a month or two. It's that was a, like around now. A Quiet Place is a great movie. Yeah. John Krasinski directed it. That, that was that was great. Um, so his character is dead in that one. So I don't know how they're gonna. This movie is a lot of flashbacks. It's oh, gonna okay. show how everything started. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, oh, who is the actor? That Sorry for is... everyone who hasn't watched A Quiet Place, but spoiled <laughs> 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 it. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> Um, but yeah, watch it. <laughs> there's a there's a new actor that's gonna be in like the future or like not the future, but uh, where they're at now in the movie. It's Cillian Murphy. Okay. He was he, in. He plays he plays um Two Face in um The Dark Knight, right? No, he played uh Scarecrow. Okay, Two Face yeah, yeah, was yeah. um I'm not sure who Two Face was. He's 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 in a lot of um. What's his name? The director of The Dark Knight. Chris, Chris, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he's in a lot of those movies. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know how oh, I yeah. on that name. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you... Um, I saw you posted it on your Instagram story. You want to talk about... Dune? Yeah. Yes, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> I am so excited for this movie. It's got Timothy Chalamet, my favorite actor. Or one of them, because I also love Leonardo DiCaprio, so they're like tied. And then also Zendaya, and I love Zendaya. She was so good in Euphoria. Um, mm-hmm. Them, these two together, I cannot wait. And it's a sci-fi movie. I just and yeah. Jason Momoa was in it too, so that's gonna be pretty. Yeah, cool. Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin. Dude, it's a, it's a reboot of a David Lynch movie, uh, back in like the eighties with the. Uh, I've never watched it. The original, no. Um, but I watched some of uh, his movies, but mm-hmm. um. It actually had. Um, have you ever watched Twin Peaks? No. It has. Um, there's. All, he always uses the same actor. Uh, Kyle. I don't even want to pronounce his last name. Like, <laughs> it's. Uh, I'm not Difficult. even try. It's just like Mac Lawlin. I'm. Okay. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, he was uh Timothy Chalamet's character back in the original. Okay. And he's he's excited to see what uh Timothy's gonna do. He says so I good. saw in an article today. Um. So are they? Are they doing, are they like doing a remake or are they doing like a, like a, a spinoff? Like how, how, how does I it think work? It's just, I think it's just a reboot because okay. uh, he's playing the same character that the original played. Mm-hmm. And it's, I read the description of the original and it's just kind of like, it's basically like a war or something. I'm not really okay. sure. I should probably yeah. watch that movie. But I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of David Lynch, even though he's kind of really well respected. I watched two of his movies already mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's for me. Okay. So yeah, I've, I've never seen any of his work, but mm. um, they put to me on the screen. I'm going to watch. So <laughs> <laughs> Zendaya, um, I love Zendaya. Bro, Zendaya is so good, especially in um, Spider-Man and Euphoria. She plays a great MJ. Yeah, she does. I loved her in Euphoria more than anything though. Yeah. That was, that was so good. That was like almost like her moment where like, 
did do you remember the the scene where she's um she's outside the door banging on um, oh my god and she's screaming she's at breaking um, down mac miller's double yeah <laughs> um angus cloud i think his name is yeah and um yeah she she like she's so desperate in that moment for like drugs or she's blaming him for everything saying yeah, like this is moment. your fault like you did this to me that was so good that made her look like piece of shit honestly yeah she was a mess at that point such a good series though uh, they delayed season two which sucks yeah they just started too mm-hmm. i remember they were on twitter they were like posting pictures of like everyone together and then like a week later they're like we had a delay yeah it. It was like damn yeah so yeah um any other points you want to make about um uh the social network before we leave uh i don't think so i just wanted to ask what do you what do you rate it like out of 10 if you wanted to like ratings or something i think i would say probably a nine nine or ten honestly because it was pretty um I can't think of anything I didn't like about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a nine or a 10 too. And it's like, got replay value for sure. Like first, I would, dude, I, today was like my third time watching in the past week. Like so the first time I watched that movie, it just left me in awe just because I literally thought it was a movie about Facebook. Yeah. And it was everything but that. Like it, it, it just, so good. it was they just did, so like packed with so much, so many different they, like elements. It could have been about anything and it would have been just as good yeah Yeah, for sure um so yeah so that was the first movie monday (laughs) um oh do you want to decide what the next one is right now do you have choices um we could do her because that was one we were talking Mm. about earlier yeah do portrait of a lady on fire that's something we've both never seen before yeah and um Do do you have one that that you that you're thinking of? Um, you never watched Grand Budapest? No, never watched it. I haven't watched. It's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, okay. So do do you want to choose one that we haven't watched yet? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Done. Let's do Grand Budapest then. All right. Cool. All right. So guys, do do you know where that's available on? I'll look it up right now. Oh, it might not be available on anything. We should probably stick to movies that are available on stuff. Yeah, so. Let me see. Yeah, it's on YouTube, Vudu, Google Play, Amazon Prime, and iTunes. Damn. No, um, yeah, it's not streaming or anything. Not streaming. Yeah, we should probably pick something that's pretty accessible so that people can. I mean, if not. you. We could do. I mean, hers on Netflix. Do you want to do her? Um, I'm cool you, with that, yeah. You watched it, right? Yeah. Okay. So I've I think I've I've watched it like once or twice, I think I think I might have only watched it once, but I wanted to watch it a second time. Yeah, let's do that. We'll we'll both rewatch it and we'll talk about it on Monday. Sounds good. Perfect. Um. So guys, her is on Netflix. So is the Social Network. Please watch them both. Um, both great movies. I can't wait to talk about her. Um. So yeah. Um. I'll see you guys next Monday. Uh, Leave a please. comment down below if you watch Social Network. And leave yes. your thoughts. Leave your thoughts. Um, also, leave um, what what movie you think we should do, and for future episodes, we'll we'll look at them for sure. And um, 
we will uh, we'll see you guys next time. Please like and subscribe. It really helps me. Um, it really helps YouTube promote me. Um, and if I get to a thousand subscribers, that's when I can start making money, and that would be sick. So, um, kind of sound like an asshole saying that, but <laughs> just a thousand. <laughs> Relax, subs, Mark. Relax. It's not even a lot of money that they give me, but uh, it would just be nice to be able to do that. So, um, yeah. You could just fund this more. It'd be yep. better for this podcast and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. My diamonds, look at my drip, yeah. Ooh, I'm getting blessed, I feel like it's a drink, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I'm the man, yeah, I'm the man, yeah.